Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Romancing Our Stones, COVID edition part two. Uh, glad to be back here with you to discuss the uh, Bachelor hometown dates. But let me remind you that Romancing Our Stones is the male survival guide to pop culture and media your girl will drag you to. My name is Matt. And I'm Alex. And uh, we apologize up front for the audio of the last episode. Um, we worked hard to make it clearer for you, and we're glad that you're back giving us another shot or staying with us like you have. We appreciate everyone. We've noticed a lot of bumps in the ratings. So thanks very much for listening. And we're excited to uh, have you. Um, Alex, how are you? Doing good. It's Friday. It's a week before the Christmas holiday. I'm feeling great. Got a, got a short week next week. Do you how about you? Like, do you think Rebecca Black, um, the girl that sang the Friday song, like, welcomes friday or do you think like she disdains it now for how much crap she got for that song friday friday yeah i don't think she'll ever live it down so i think she's gonna hate it if she doesn't already <laughs> like if i saw her I'd be like oh hey friday friday <laughs> i wonder how much money she made from that song but uh, enough to probably disappear from people bothering her about it <laughs> that's that is true um so. but uh to answer your question i'm, I'm doing well, my sense of smell came back to me this today, which is kind of nice. weird, and I can literally feel it. There's a tingling in my nose going on, and then all of a sudden, it's like the world slowly opening up to me, but at a very faint level, but going from zero to three out of 10 is a huge step in the, in the right direction, so um, not really tasting anything yet, still like Nickelback, so I don't know... Um, when that will come back, but until that, look at this photograph. Well, your voice actually sounds way better from even mm. just a couple of days ago when we were recording the last episode. Oh, so okay. you can just blame the audio on that. There you go. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> fuck COVID, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so let's. I'm still recovering. I'm not drinking anything. Um, well, I'm drinking and I, water. And I decided to give our our listeners a little bit of audible pleasure. I, I'm going oh, wow. with a, a truly. This is not sponsored by Truly because I would tell you it's truly disgusting. But uh, I feel like we sh- we gotta have gotta crack the can for for we can't have two episodes in a row where we don't drink something. That's so. true. We have an expectation placed on us, and um, truly disgusting. Any port <laughs> in a storm, my friend. Let me tell you. Well, I'll tell you. These were left over from a party because we had one of those. Uh, I call them glue tards, but gluten free person. Yeah, and uh, I knew what you they mean. they. Um, they had one and I got a Costco size package of them. So now I'm punishing myself. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to make up. So for, but I got about seven days before Santa comes and I'm trying to get all the, the coal out of my stocking. So this gotcha. is it. Uh, well, but also, I'll tell you, you also have a little bundle of joy coming too. Yes. Very so, soon. Yes. Yeah, within days of, a future podcaster, yeah. future guest on the show. So yeah, I won't be the only father on this podcast. Exactly. Yeah, I'll bring a whole new perspective. There we go. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you, this is uh, again gluten free, 100 calories, one sugar, definitely tastes like it. And let's see, two grams of carbs and five percent ABV though. So it still does the job. It's sessionable. So here we go. Oh, that was super weak. I don't know. Gosh, I missed that. Uh, um, it is wild berry flavored. Oh. Because, you know, we got berries and stones on this episode. So. There should be like domesticated berry flavor. 
domesticated you know, berry? You mean like like uh, Lacroix? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, most I dare I doubt they're going out there picking those berries wild to get in the truly. This fact, yeah, there's, even, there's probably not even fruit in it at all. It's probably just chemicals. It, it traveled in a truck that had raspberries next to it. No, that's no, that's no, how no. that's what gave it the flavor, the essence. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Just hand. <laughs> well, good. Well, you know, we are uh, talking about the. <laughs> the, if you can call them hometown dates, um, they still haven't left the resort. Um, and uh, apparently, I wonder how they did this. I wonder if everyone had a different budget or some people just like went through a chest and trying to figure out what, you know, was in it that they can use. Kind of like, uh, you know, like in like elementary school when they're like, you can dress up like anything that you want to from the costume bin. It's like, I'm a scientist and a fireman because I'm a fireman hat and I have a scientist robe. I wonder if that's what these days were like. I'm a fire scientist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will say this much though, Matt. I, I appreciate whoever the event planner is, either on the resort or through the production team, to try and find ways to do something different. I know we mock it at times because yeah. we notice the same patios or gazebos or you know fountains, whatever, what have you. But if you've got a limited amount of resources and get creative, it's different enough for at least, you know, outside of the setting, they keep it interesting. You know, Hey, they're, they're gluing and nailing, you know, uh, plywood together to, and painting him to make taxis as we'll, as we'll discuss, you know, you got to give it to them. You know, they're doing this on a short notice. So sure. I've been wondering too, since they haven't been able to leave the hotel, I wonder if like Stockholm syndrome plays into this at all. You know, yeah. I mean, they're 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 literally going to the same event center and they're it's different every single time different walking through the same doors and they're always seeing the same person and they can't leave because of covid i mean is this the stanford experiment you know i've had had this dream before (laughs) seriously i i mean i i have to agree with you i it was impressive everything that they did to make these things like you know uh unique but i mean it started off with brendan and before we can get into the dates i just gotta say these these final four guys are probably the best there's been period um, not yeah. not not in a while like period these top yeah. four are probably the best set of guys the bachelor's ever cast yeah uh, they're, all, I mean, they're all good people which is something that you know there's always like a villain that sneaks through like a luke p or a mm-hmm. courtney from ben flannick season or or whatever maybe i'm I'm sure that there is a a lot of people excited about Matt James for The Bachelor coming up, but damn, they could do four separate seasons of The Bachelor completely <laughs> isolated and pick up 30 girls, I'm sure 30 girls easily for each of those guys. Oh yeah. And and they can have a Bachelor extravaganza with four s- seasons going together separately in different parts of the country and it would crush. Yeah. I I'd, I'd watch all four of them. <laughs> I, I, I could agree with that um, for sure. Um, yeah. We but, got good uh, guys, so let's let's get into that first date. You mentioned it. Yeah. So uh, Brendan is taking Tasha to his hometown in Massachusetts. Um, he greets her. He asked her permission. He asked for consent to spin her, which I thought was so 2020. Um, but she she obliged, <laughs> so he picked her up and spun her around. Um, and then he said that. My hometown is well known for their carnivals, and I would just imagine us walking through fairs 
and shit like that. And I think to myself, man, you gotta move. Did you say, like, did you say fairs and shit like that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's uh, Boston or Massachusetts way of saying things. But, I would have um, respected him more if he said that to her. You would do fairs and shit like that. Your hometown was known for a fair. Like, uh, well, all right. So we're in Colorado, right? Yeah. I don't know if our listeners know. Maybe some of our newer listeners might not know that, but. Telluride is known for like almost every weekend of the year, they have some kind of festival that's in town, right? So, okay. you know, Telluride's beautiful. They they have the same thing. Who knows? This could be a very charming town in Massachusetts, and that's why these carnivals show up. Or it could be absolute trash, and that's why these carnivals show up too. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Austin Powers' biggest fear was nuclear war and carnies. So, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's a I, bit of trivia. Like, so, like, we, we grew up in Orange County, California, for those listeners who don't know. And they had the big Orange County Fair uh, mm-hmm. every year. And it was Once. fun. But I think part of the fun was, you know, eating stuff that makes you sick and worrying about dying when you're on the rides. I mean, I, but I couldn't do that every weekend. I think you do it once, you get salmonella or you get food poisoning or you eat too much funnel cake. And then you get enticed into eating a deep fried butter. And then you get on the uh, the UFO that spins around the sticks into the wall, and then you're kind of like, all right, I'm done till next year. Or the zipper. Don't forget oh, the zipper. <laughs> a funny story. I was on the zipper once, and I was with my uh, sister's then boyfriend, uh, and uh, he had a bunch of change in his pockets from the carnival games. Oh, and literally no. every single quarter in his pocket, probably about $5 worth of quarters, just fell out from the zipper and <laughs> fell on the ground. And there was a carny with a broom sweeping up all his change. Oh, see, I, I thought that was going in a completely different direction. I thought you were gonna say it was spinning and flipping around, and the change was just bouncing up and down inside their cart, just oh, no, destroying, pelting them. Literally, they got a payday <laughs> from all the stuff that flew out of his. I mean, can only imagine what people put in their pockets. Oh yeah, and I can guarantee you those coins were gone the second they got oh, off that ride. Yeah, you literally saw them with a push broom. Yep. Like yep. Hello, my lady. Hello, my lady. <laughs> Uh, but I, you know, you, you make a good point. Yeah. If it was like, Hey, did you have fun at that carnival? Great. Well, there's one coming next weekend too. Right. I'd be like, all right, I'm good. I, I can pass. Yeah. I mean, it's a one-time thing, kind of like anal. Um, uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, that took a turn. Yeah. seriously. Truly. Oh. I say unto you, <laughs> that was unexpected. Yeah. Um, my mom's gonna love that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So then they go and they play. Right, Mom. Yeah, they play carnival games with a niece and their niece, his niece, and you know they kind of have some fun. They do uh, pop a shot, which Tasha very unwisely tells her to try the grandma shot. Does she not understand how pop a shot works? I mean, you are going for speed, not comfort. Yes. I mean, you are you're trying to get as many in as possible. If you're grandma shotting everything, um, <laughs> I don't know how that is. And you know, uh, let's see how this plays out from Cotton. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, it's a bold strategy. Oh yeah, bold um, strategy. Yeah, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> then they do this handshake, and uh, Tasha's like, "That handshake was swagger." Oh wait, wait, we have to preface this. He brings his niece, yeah, out to visit. So she, he's, she's part of the family that he, she, he really bonds with her. Wanted her to be a part of it. Why not? So he brings her along. They play games together. The niece and Brendan have their little handshake. And then Tasha says, I've been around for five minutes. I want to, I want to be a part of this handshake too. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm in. I'm not yeah. even, I'm not even hundred oh. percent yet. I'm in. Oh, one thing I did want to address about this date, which I thought was charming. I thought it was cute. One thing bothered me about this. Tell me. As soon as he says, Gosh. 
I got one of my, my family members to come join us for this. Right. And she, she comes running over to him. Tasha goes, Oh my God, come here and runs in front of Brendan I to go hug her. Too. Like they've known each other. And I'm like, what? I noticed that too. She doesn't know you. I mean, maybe at the end of the date when she gets to know you, I thought that was so weird. I, I did too. I, that wasn't normal to me. Like, no, you're wrong. I love Tasha. I just thought I was like, she was going to hug her uncle who she hasn't seen in like who knows how long. Intercepted. I just thought that was kind of odd. I was like, I was like, they didn't play that off as weird. I noticed that too, and I am laughing. But then I, I, did, I just had I had to bring that up. Sorry, just, then that, they that, that, that weird, irked me. Irked me too. And then they did this weird dance thing, and it really looked like. Yeah, yeah, you're doing it now. People, this is a great pod, Alex. People can't it, see that. It's like the um, wax on, wax off while you're like. It looked like bobbing Brendan your shoulders, was passing a kidney stone, and there was also <laughs> looked like Brendan was like having a you know, like a demon yes leave his body from the exorcist. It was <laughs> I, is that dancing these days? Wait, I I I don't know. Wait, like I said, for, to me it reminded me like he was doing the wax on wax off move with his with his fists <laughs> while his shoulders were bobbing up and down while he was gyrating his hips in a completely other direction. So uh, yeah, it was interesting. And I'm sure. glad they showed the speaker because when they first started dancing, I was like, are they just doing that? Is there music? Like what's going on here? <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm glad they which, the which, which, what carnival has a dance floor? That that was interesting to me too. So, uh, the rodeos do. But a that's, a, that's a rodeo. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't classify a rodeo as a carnival. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. But again, Maybe maybe the Orange County car- Fair is too bougie. I don't know. Maybe there's <laughs> too bougie for people. Well, it's the same ferry goes all around California. So it, it's 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 the most danger we see as as uh, Orange County natives. <laughs> it's the Orange County Fair. I don't I don't, I don't dance. Anyways, I I, I digress. I got, I got three moves and they're done in five minutes. <laughs> Not even five minutes. Five seconds. I mean, literally the lawnmower, many, the shopping times, cart. How many times can you do the sprinkler? The sprinkler. Yeah. 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 Um, and then they meet Brendan's brother, his sister-in-law, and the niece is back again. Um, Brendan yes. almost made his brother start to cry when he talks about how much he means to him. And like two separate occasions, um, you know, but uh, what do you think about that whole thing? I mean, again, this goes back to the whole, like, do we got a really good set of guys? Um, it's nice to see one of the contestants for a change realize how real this is. You don't see this from the production very often. Cause I don't know if, we, or, or the guys just aren't there cause they're still playing the game, right? They're still in the competition. Mm-hmm. Like this guy, this guy was having a real tough time. Just, just kind of like conceptualizing the fact that this girl just met his family and you can tell his family, he, like that is a, he plays, he plays his family close to the chest. He doesn't just share them with anybody. And, sure. and you can kind of see that. And like, that's why I really appreciated for once we're seeing a contestant be like, oh shit, this is real. Be like introspective a little bit. Or yeah. And, and just, and realize what he actually is doing, what actually is at stake and, and actually that, show his emotion about it too, which I thought was great too. Yeah. I think that's a great point to make. And I think also too, um, it's probably the first time that they're like, I know Jason Mesnick was married before, but two divorced people, they taught, they had a really good conversations about divorce and the willingness or unwillingness to jump right back into it. Um, and I thought that was really refreshing to see too. And I think that's why Brendan takes it seriously. And I think that's why his family takes it seriously because they don't want to see uh, him get hurt again or, or go yeah. into something just because the reasons 
felt right, but are not right. So, and I think it's important to see that. I mean, I feel like, you know, a lot, there's a lot of girls, women out there that are like, I want a guy who's ready for marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the way I feel like it, it, it's worth noting the way which he was talking to his brother about what he wanted mm-hmm. um, is something to pay attention to. Right. Yeah. Cause a lot of guys are like, I'm ready for marriage. And they're not really thinking about the stuff that doesn't come with the whole, like, yeah, the house, the car, the, you know, whatever we're married, the ring living together. Like it's, it's more like, I want, I want that. I want what you have. I want yeah. the, I want family. I want kids. I want, I want to have purpose. Right. He's, he's basically mentioned, he's basically saying, I want more purpose in my life. Um, and not, that, not, not that he's ever going to regret parts of it. Right. He's like, Oh man, this is, cause it's going to get overwhelming. Right. There's overwhelming yeah. parts to marriage to of kids. I'll be finding that out here soon. And <laughs> not, that you, not that you regret having those things, but there are times where like, Oh man, well I asked for it. So here it is <laughs> with all of its, with all of its bumps and bruises. Right. Yeah. So um, well, it's but, like, it's like a uh, marriage is not always yummy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you can't have, amazing tasting food without bad tasting food and you can't have good experiences without bad experiences and yep. I think that good days without bad days something that I realized from being in a marriage and then being divorced is, and going you know dating a second time around with people is that you know like it's more important to find someone that you can navigate the mundane with and uh compliment rather than you know merge into one and mm-hmm. uh uh you know, that's so much more important in marriage than doing fun, exciting stuff all the time, because that, that stuff is not every day. Mm-hmm. So. And, and I'll say, that's what I appreciated too, about the hometown dates is a lot of them, they weren't these, I mean, again, they had limited access because they didn't have, they didn't go out to their towns, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but I thought that, and we'll get into, you know, I think him in a little bit, in a little bit here, but like, like Ivan's, for example, it was just, it was a cooking night. You know, they just made a dinner together. Like, that's interesting. I like that. You know, yeah, like, that too. like you said, it's a mundane activity, but it's something that they have, he has fun doing that he's looking forward to doing with his future wife. Ooh, making the mundane fun is important too. Not yeah. Just getting through it. But uh, it, yeah, so what, what, what I like though, uh, just to get back to what we're talking about, which was Brendan, again, really realizing what he wants. And he wants what has been, and luckily it seems like he's got a good brother to lead by example. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, That's I think, important. yeah. And so I mean, he's going to fail at times, right? There's, I mean, we all fail in one way yeah, as husbands, as, 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 you know, uncles, right. As, mm-hmm. as fathers, um, you know, but, but the important thing is, is, you know, he's got, he does have a kind of a, not necessarily a true North, but he's got somebody to kind of do this with. And I think that's healthy too. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I mean, Brendan's slowly grown on me. Not that, not that I ever thought he was a bad dude. I just, he was, he was kind of always kind of in the background for the most part of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I really hope that Spencer guy is really worth it for Claire. Cause she, she, she left some good, some Dale. good dudes on the table, man. Um, Dale. 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 Sorry. I don't like Spencer. <laughs> Dale. I do know something I don't. Dale <clears throat> Spencer. So that kind of, I mean, and I thought, before we move on from Brendan, I just there was more substance with Brendan with most of these guys. Um, yes, 
I thought it was really interesting how they talked about how divorce can ruin you from getting what you deserve in, in a relationship. I was glad to see them both acknowledge that they deserve more. So that's kind of that's that's a tough part of, of divorce that's rarely talked about. Hmm. Ah, so next part of <clears throat> the date was Zach. And Zach's from New York City. So he told Tasha that he wants to do New York City things. I thought for sure he was going to bring out a, a mirrored, mirrored plate and with white powdery lines on it. But um, <laughs> oh, this is New other, York Friday they night. About, yeah, they were talking about <laughs> other New York things, uh, like calling a cab. And um, yep. I got I to gotta say, like, Brendan had a pop a shot with a cardboard cutout that said Tasha and then his niece's name on it. Zach had ornately painted backdrops of New York City on multiple portions of the property. Um, yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, did they get the same? This is why I asked if they got the same budget because you know, <laughs> a ring toss or a you know a 30 by 20 backdrop of the Hudson River in the city. Yeah, but of like the, of like the brownstones, right? Yeah, and like, yeah, different. I mean, um, but he taught her how to call a cab. Uh, then they got bagels when he was honestly offended when she put blueberry on a bagel um which i guess as a new yorker you probably get them plain i'm guessing i mean anybody listening to new york yeah let us know how do you smear it i mean because they have blueberry muffin blueberry bagels which i thought was an interesting point i do know that the best bagel i've ever had has been in new york and there is something to be said about that so i'm not just from the water like the tap water there same thing with the pizza because it's in the dough and I wonder if they enjoyed their New York pizza from Palm Desert, California. Yeah, I, I was curious as to, I, I wonder if it was just the local, or who knows, maybe maybe they went out to, they Googled New York style deli with bagels and they looked at New York style pizza, which let's face it, in California, it ain't the same. Because again, no. I, I think what it comes down to is just like out here when we talk about the beer out here in Colorado, it's in the water. Mm-hmm. The number one ingredient in dough is water. Yep. So, so I was, I was, I, it made me think of that Michael Scott scene when he's eating at Sabaro in New York City. <laughs> the best New York pizza. Authentic New York slice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they, for whatever freaking reason, went in the hotel fountain. I think that, the hotel, I'd be pissed. I mean, it's like that messes up their their uh, chemical counts to keep well, that water clear. And, and <laughs> Well, they got to quarantine that thing too now, right? <laughs> so I, I will say this. We have been commenting frequently about how they're all sweating when they're talking to each other except yeah. apparently Tasia, she never sweats which is very yeah. interesting yeah, but which again i think that i think they're dabbing her off you know in between takes and stuff so she always looks perfect however if it's hot as shit out there like if they're filming and they even have lights from the camera you know for the for the filming mm-hmm. on them and let's say it's 115 degrees and then they've got lights on them i can imagine him being like you know what f it this is where we first met from the intro night let's go jump in the fountain and cool down a little bit <laughs> i guess that's, that's a fair point i mean a couple are sweating bullets though yes and, and these are and the, most of the times you can see it at night right so you know in the daytime it's hotter than all get out I will say one of the things that, again, these are like old Tasha things that I'm noticing are I appreciate Zach for hitting her up and making her get out of her comfort zone and yell for a taxi cab. Yeah. Which, which girls, when guys do these things with you, they want to see you get out of your, they want to see how spontaneous you can be or like yeah. how you don't give a crap. So take mental note, like she nailed that part, right? I think she had some fun. She really... She really went out, went out of her comfort zone to yell and have, be silly. Guys like to see you be silly. 
Yeah. At least let's just say good guys, right? At least good guys like Absolutely. to see you be silly. Yeah. But uh, but one thing that did kind of bother me though, and this is I feel like in the same category, she didn't get too wet with him in the fountain. <laughs> she oh. stayed above. She like I I want to say she maybe got to mid maybe got to knee depth. Well, when I mean, when he was had, trying to pull her down in there, like get a yellow dress on, Alex. I know you what I know what you were hoping to see. It was but... a floral. It was a purple floral dress, wasn't it? it wasn't yellow? It was yellow, I think. I'm mixing up all the dates. Yeah. Anyway, there's another moment to be silly and not care about how you looked, how you whatever. And so she's she got she got 50 percent for me on that. Sorry, it's rush hour. Can you hear the cars? No. No. Okay. Do you want to pause and restart? No, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Do you need to go yell at the cars and and shake your fist? Hey, get on! You rascals, drive slower. Literally, I've seen like 30 cars drive by in that last sentence, and I don't, I'm not even living on a busy road. Um, well, what is it is rush hour right now, so yeah, um, you asked for it. Yeah, and then they went and met with his brother and his parents, and his brother like asked a real question, but like you got to recognize where you are, like where are you in the, where does that lie in the, uh, with the other men, and it's kind of like. I don't know how she can answer that. Um, well, he gets, he gets, yeah, he, he gets on her, like, you didn't answer the question. But again, like you said, have some self-awareness. She can't say anything that they're going to keep recording. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I don't know, part of it from the dad, I totally understand it. And I totally respect it. Right. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, again, know what, understand what the production crew is doing. Right she ain't going to answer you is don't, don't, I don't want to say don't be a dick. Cause again, like the question's valid, but it is one of those like, don't put her on the spot when you like with the cameras on where, you know, she can't answer that. Correct. Like yeah. it's, he kind of, it's almost like he kind of willingly went out of his way to make her, to, to make her look like an idiot. What if she I don't blinked appreciate. in Morse code? Like totally, she could tell him what, he, what she was thinking, but she was actually <laughs> had to do a blink in Morse code. He's, may, he, he's maybe a top two. <laughs> <laughs> blink, blink, blink. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely top four. Um, Definitely top four. Uh, and then, you know, he had a really good conversation with his mom. I thought it was cool how he thanked his mom for his strength, um, for her strength through his mm-hmm. deal. Um, well, you you mentioned previously in a couple episodes, maybe not last episode, maybe a couple back where, whether it's divorce or, or drugs or anything like that, like your family feels the pain as well. They're, they're going through it just as much as you are. Yeah. So I, I, I think so. And I think you have to, you notice that with them, they are very protective. Taisha called out that their family was protective, but ultimately they want what's best for him. And as dad said, it's the first time I've seen him smile like this for a while. Um, yes. Which, uh, I thought that was good. And, you know, she kind of left there feeling like they were protective, but she enjoyed his family. Um, it's kind of all I have to say about that. Oh, you have something. No. Can you pause? I got to take a leak. It's killing me. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry. We're back. Alex Bladder is now empty. How was your pee, Alex? It was truly pleasurable. <laughs> thank you, truly. Yeah, thank you. This is brought to you by Truly. They, they run right through you. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny things over there. Um, all right. I broke my seal for Truly's. Next day was Ivan, and like you said, mentioned earlier, he had a cooking class where he was making Filipino food, and you know, like really struck a chord with Tasha. She said, "I'm obsessed with this," and she said it multiple times. How much this is right up her alley. Yep. Um, 
So, you know. Well, she, and, and Ivan played the Brendan card and leveraged the niece. Guys yeah. who are going to be on The Bachelor, make sure you have great relationships with your nieces because it's really helping, apparently. Seriously. Um, it's, so it, it, they made food. It didn't turn out the way that they wanted. It made me want egg rolls. It made me think about the egg rolls from your baby shower. I got to pull that recipe for sure. Maybe we can share it on the podcast. Oh, tune in. Um, and then there were some uh, concerns about the fact that she's the only the second person that Ivan's ever brought home, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting for someone of his age. Don't you think? Or, I mean, I think, I think there's a correlation with knowing what you want and waiting for it mm-hmm. and, and family visits. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, I guess so. I mean, I knew I what I want. Me. You know, if, if, if a girl, if I was serious enough about a girl, she got to see the family, but yeah, if it wasn't, if I knew it wasn't going there, I wasn't wasting her time. So yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, and then they were having a conversation with his parents. His parents were there and then his brother made a surprise appearance. Um, yes. But uh, brother looks like he's been through some stuff. You think a little bit? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I thought so too. I mean, he, <laughs> bless his heart. Um, he tried to use very big words that didn't fit in the right situation. Um, <laughs> did you notice that? Um, I'd have to, I'd have to go back and watch, but he said, I like, mean, you know, like, he's like, tell me where you're at during with this right. <laughs> tell me where you're at in this righteous endeavor. Okay, buddy. Like, hey, he could have been nervous, I guess. You know, you didn't want to seem righteous and dead. I don't know. He's like, uneducated. He, I don't know. he was talking to Dacian. He's like, y'all glow together. <laughs> glow, yeah. Yeah. Like, and what, what he say? He's, he's like, he's like, I'm big on I'm big on vibes or something like that. And he goes, You guys were just yeah, you guys were glowing together. Y'all glow together. Um I'm <laughs> gonna make a bumper sticker. Um <laughs> I gotta um, ask you this. Do you yeah. think it's irresponsible? to drag your dad out for this show, for a reality TV show. I know it's potentially a marriage, but for a reality TV show, for America's entertainment, when your dad's had, he's fought off two bouts with cancer and has had a heart attack and also has pulmonary fibrosis. To say- I think it's the dad's decision. Yeah, I guess. I just, I just, I guess my, my, my societal little, spectrometer goes off by like this is wrong this is wrong <laughs> this is wrong <laughs> not compute. oh i i think that ivan takes us seriously and i seem to think that if ivan told i mean but th- this is where i was confused about because they said your family's here they've been quarantined da, 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 da. it's like how long into the deal was the final four decided yes because i feel like they had to have gotten because they had two weeks at that point of filming it was two weeks time well yeah and well, i'm thinking i'm thinking what there's at go go you know rewind two weeks and there's how many guys probably 10 did they bring 10 families out to quarantine and send the rest home that's how you coordinate righteous endeavors yeah i guess <laughs> but i thought so they the his dad explained to her that he was divorced too and something that i thought was interesting that tasha said to her, his dad was her husband her ex-husband was the one that filed for divorce mm-hmm. did you ever i did you catch that yeah yeah so he ended it which was very interesting to me. Um, well, I think it's interesting that I'm glad that he was asking her some questions about like what she, what she learned because yeah. he wants to see how he wants to see what she's learned. He wants to see if she's mature enough for a marriage. Correct. Because he because again he's probably like 
I knew my first time around, I wasn't prepared or I wasn't mature enough or whatever. Right. And getting into his next marriage, he, he, he made sure he was equipped. Right. And I, there is a level of personal responsibility, right? I think there's a healthy dose of like, Hey, there were some things that were out of my control. There are definitely things that were in my control and I've got to own those. Correct. So I thought that that was, I mean, the meeting went as well as it could. The father was, a, mother was a skeptic. Father was kind of mellow. And I thought, I thought that was good. And, you know, they left on good terms. And then it led to Ben's date in Venice. Um, ben was heavy. There's a lot of things to cover with Ben. Yeah. Um, I mean, the date itself was kind of, was funny. They put on rollerblades and then they got to a juice bar and then they put sunglasses on and hats and then there was a caricature of them made then they went in the pool um, it's basically like they would have done a walk down venice beach basically on the boardwalk and then yeah, yeah it's basically what basically what their day was except it didn't smell like weed and there was less <laughs> and <homeless> hobos people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> less people. Um, but just like venice beach um which which but, i had to go i had to go look on his on the bachelorette website too and be like is he from California? No, he's from Indiana. Yeah. Good, good choice, bro. Well, pick, he said that. He said pick, that he lives in Venice. California and he feel he finds his happiness there. So he's going to take her where he's happy. Yeah. Um, which leads me to something that I wanted to talk about because Ben is kind of a, he's mentioned his, his bouts with, you know, image and, and suicide and whatnot. His sister and his friend, who I don't know who, who that woman was, um, yeah, I thought that like, was interesting. But they yeah. said that, you know, like we haven't seen Ben this happy in a long time, which is a great statement. But I think that it's a red flag for a relationship because the happiness for yourself in a relationship can only come from you, come from your fire on the inside. If you're, if you're requiring someone, your spouse, your partner, whatever, maybe to be the source of your happiness, your relationship is doomed. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it breeds codependency. And yes. in this case, and in his case, it might be massive codependency, right? Because it, it would take the form of addiction. And it almost seems like his relationship with his sister, although it's loving and sweet, it also sounds like he's codependent on his sister. And you know, like his his sister's welcome to hand him off, but he's also he's just looking to replace. This is mm-hmm. my armchair therapist. He's looking to replace her in someone that can fully support him make him happy. And I don't, I don't know that that was my concern with Ben when watching him is that, is he ready for this? I don't think he is. Um, well, I, I think there's a lot this. I think this is what a lot of people deal with, which is it might not be a person. It might be a thing. It might be an activity. It might be, you know, I feel like as human beings, the creatures that we are, we attach ourselves to things that bring us happiness to the point of dependency. Right. Mm-hmm. And whether those are healthy things or not healthy things, it still breeds a level of dependency or codependency if it's with a person. And I, I believe that that's naturally who we are, but it, it does take us, it does take time. It does take, quite frankly, it, it takes being alone to learn how to be happy with yourself first. Yeah. And, and I would agree with you. I think that there's, there are, are hints of, of Ben really, I'm not going to say, having him be alone with himself. I think he has been alone with himself a lot. And, Mm -hmm. but I think that unfortunately it hasn't turned in, there hasn't been an element where he's become happy with himself yet. I just don't Mm -hmm. see that quite yet. Cause like you said, it's become from, you know, it's kind of like shifting from his sister to possibly Tasha, and that could be dangerous. And I I have to give him all the props in the world because he's been through a lot of shit and he seems to work through it. And the fact that he can talk about it is great, but I don't think he's ready for a relationship 
because he's looking for someone to replace his sister and to make him happy. And I don't think Tasha picked up on that entirely. I think that she got frustrated at the fact that he didn't verbalize his appreciation for her. And she, mm-hmm. like, she kept saying, I keep pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling out of Ben. Like, for, and like, I, I get that. And that's also a good decision for her. And to ultimate spoiler alert, Ben goes home. Um, but you know, like you can't be in a relationship where you have to motivate your partner to do things, to be happy. To relationships are going to be work, but there's some work that that isn't good, it's right? Like intrinsic work that someone needs to take on their own, you know. And I think that she saw a lifetime of pulling shit out of Ben. Mm-hmm. Not that Ben, not that I mean Ben's not a good partner, but it's like that's a, that's a burden that a lot of people go into relationships is like. I'm going to have to motivate you to want to be healthy. I'm going to have to motivate you to want to do something for yourself. And, and I think, and I think Tasha's thinking a step ahead because then, you know, the next conversation, you know, for these overnight stays, right. These fantasy suite moments that are coming up and then following episodes where they do have that conversation. Like this is a show. This is fake. What are we doing? Because we're talking about our life here. Like, what are we doing after this? What does this look like? I think she was thinking about that. I yeah. think she's like, I'm, I'm having to do this already on a show where everything's curated and everything's provided. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think she could see herself being in a relationship with somebody that feels like she's estranged to until he lets those walls down. And his, and his sister did let her know that, you know, that he's not hiding anything. He's just, you got to break down those walls. Well, I mean, walls have to come down relatively, I wouldn't say quickly, but they've got, I mean, if you're, if you're going to invest your time with somebody, you gotta, you gotta show them an effort to pull down those walls. Yeah. And I, I was looking at Ben's sister and I wonder if she's just his caretaker, you know, like to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt that she didn't have a ring on her finger. She seems super bubbly and, and, and nice, but mm-hmm. how much of her life is making Ben feel good. And, you know, like that's gotta be a burden on her too. Well, and, and there's something to be said about emotionally needy people, right? Mm-hmm. Whether they're your spouse or whether a friend or a brother or a sibling, it takes time away from your day. Yeah. Right. And, yep. and that could be the case. Maybe she, and, and you know, unfortunately for her and I, maybe they haven't had that conversation, but there's gotta be a, hopefully Ben has had that conversation with like, I want you to live your life too. Like, yep. I know you're trying to take care of me and, and make sure that I'm still having mine and living mine. Right. But I mean, He's got to realize he, in the movie the sixth man with the uh, the Marwayne's brother and his brother dies and he takes the half court shot and the ghost is like I'll get in the bucket and he's like dude let it go let <laughs> yes. me miss it perfect that's ben, analogy that's what Ben needs to do for this perfect season. metaphor is that a deep pull or what yeah it's a very deep pull you thought about the sixth man yeah you were you were you were shoulder deep into that one thank you I committed <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I do want to talk about one quick thing yeah. before because I know we're running out of time here, but the, the concept the of Ben had to be told that he was in love. What's your opinion on that? Well, the way that it was presented to him was like, it's lights out. Like, I'm like, that was the most broy conversation <laughs> I've ever heard. It's lights <laughs> out, bro. He's in love. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know, as I just psychoanalyzed Ben, um, <laughs> I don't know what his experience with love is. Um, he's felt platonic love. He's felt mm-hmm. uh, team 
oriented love being in the army. Um, I kind of, when I was talking to someone about this, I was like, this is so army conditioning though. Like, you know, the fact that his parents weren't there speaks volumes. Um, mm, the mm-hmm. fact that his sister is, he cries every time he thinks of his sister. I mean, there's a platonic love. So maybe he doesn't know what, you know, selfless love is or the feeling of love is. I mean, you almost have to be detached from emotion, you know, to survive mentally in the situations yes. that he was in. So I wonder, I can't really speak on, you know, I could tell by his demeanor that he was in love. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe he needs to be told, but maybe like he doesn't love him. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't love himself enough to uh, feel like he's worthy to love another person or have and that I, feeling. I'm kind of along. The, I think I think we're kind of on the same track here because yeah, the way I see it is, there are some guys whether they have history or not, right? Where where I, I think you kind of nailed him more to a T than I would have. Um, but I, I believe that you know some guys you know, for better or worse, they sometimes need to be told, dude, like you're, you're in love, dude. Like you just need to, and then, but they need to hear it from somebody else. Be like, shit. Yeah, I am. And that's, that's what I felt with that conversation. It sounded legitimate. Yeah. Right. Like it seemed like he did have, it's just one of those situations. And, and I don't know if, you know, I just, you know, this is for any of the ladies listening. I don't think that's a red flag at all. I think like sometimes guys just need to be told that they're in love because they don't, like you said, they, they detach from emotions or they, or they or they don't know what that actually looks like. And then they start, I could see in his brain, he was putting the pieces together. Yeah. And he's going, oh, that's, because again, he might not, like you said, he might have not experienced what he's experienced before, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's going, oh, so this is love. Like there's a first time for every guy and for every girl, right? Mm-hmm. But once they have that, once they have that epiphany, I think he just had that epiphany. This might be the first person he's actually full on, Loved and like you said, a non-platonic, non-parental, non—you know—friendship type of way, and he might be for the first time actually putting those pieces together. So yeah, I think that it's—it's uh, it's kind of like your wife is pregnant for the first time, and she couldn't tell, you know, if the baby was moving or if she had gas until mm-hmm. someone told you, like, "Oh, that—that that is the baby moving," mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden she felt it. Same thing with love for the first time. Yep. Um, yeah, it's still something to be learned. Yes, sir. But um, but we, you, you mentioned earlier, spoiler alert, Ben goes home. Yeah. Because well, I was really happy because I think Zach's parents brought him a new suit for rose ceremonies because he was wearing a dark colored <laughs> suit. Yes. Um, and he ends up giving Ivan, Zach, and Brendan the roses. Ben goes home. Um, and that's because when he does have a chance to speak with her afterwards, he doesn't tell her that he's falling in love with her or that he is in love with her. Which... Yeah, I wonder if that would make a difference though. You know, it's like, that's my opinion, but it's like she, the whole pulling, I think and, it... pulling and pulling and pulling out of him. Like, would it, I'll, I think I'll, she I'll say this much. Too. I'll say this much. I think it would have made the decision harder, right? Because that would have been him pulling down his walls a little bit, being vulnerable with her and sharing that, which is what she was looking for. I think the fact that he didn't and she probably could sense that he was there mm-hmm. is what sealed the deal for her. Yeah. And it was interesting because he said like, you know, and ben, ben was like, I'm not sure what to say. I wish it was another way, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm heartbroken, but I'll be all right. You know, like it was a mo- devoid of emotion, but he's conditioned. She doesn't realize he's conditioned to do that. Yes. And she's always like, 
did he mean anything he said? Did he mean I, it? And like, I think when she looks back and watches her season, she's going to see that he was genuinely feeling those things. I think she was unfair in that moment when she was talking about I didn't about like it. that either. I was like, you'll see. You know, like, I, I agree. I think when she rewatches it, she goes, no, like he, he was there. He just, again, like you said, his conditioning is, is different. Right. Yeah. Um, so no, I agree with you. Cool. So well, what do you think? What do you think about stones for this episode? Yeah, this is romancing our stones. And after every episode, we have a stones rating based on how tolerable it is for a male to watch. We each have two stones to give. Naturally. Uh, two stones means you enjoy the episode. Zero stones means an act of castration is preferable than watching this episode. Uh, then we also have the meaty, meaty scale, which I'm curious to see uh, with the creative juices of Alex's brain, and we'll put it, stick out for this one. Um, I went first last time, so if you want to go first, you're more than welcome. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give you two stones, and I'm making this a Florentine steak. You know how big and meaty those things are. Or do you? I don't know. The 40 ounces? Google it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Google it. Florin- Florentine steak. steak. Yeah. Yeah. Primarily for the fact that I feel like men and women could learn a lot from watching this episode. Yeah. A lot. It's very insightful to, I think, how a good guy should think, how a good guy should act, what f- family relationships should look like. Um, I think it it was telling from a lot of perspectives on, on you know, traits and things that girls should be looking for in guys. And from a guy's perspective... Um, especially through Ben, you could kind of learn a lot through him. Uh, so I, I think it was, it was a, is probably one of the, I want this to say from like an entertainment standpoint. I mean, it was entertaining because I was watching it, but it was, there was a wealth of, of actual value that was found in this episode, in my opinion. And so yeah. for those reasons, and again, I, I'm really liking these guys. So I'm giving it two stones, hands down. Two Great stones, episode. Steak, Florentines. I'm going to give it two stones too. And I think you actually said something that's interesting to me. Women, you say you want to know where all the good guys are. These are qualities of good men uh, all in front of you. And there's nothing bad to say about anyone, but I thought it was also very grown up and important for women to see Tasha make a decision on Ben because you don't want to be with someone that you have to pull things out of. Yep. You know, not that they're not worthy of love or can't be loving, but recognize a lifetime sentence of pulling Yes. Constantly being the person yes. that's pushing it forward. And I feel like for that reason, Ben had to go. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think it touched on a lot of good things. Divorce, the importance of making the right decision. Because if you look at the final four, final three, two thirds of them have been divorced already. Mm-hmm. Well, 75% of the final four people, including Tasha, have been divorced. And I think that's important to recognize. And, and I think that, you know, life isn't, life and marriage isn't always yummy. And you know, if you have someone that you can really enjoy the yummy with, but you have, you'll struggle with the hard parts or the mundane parts, then it's not going to make for a healthy relationship. And this was, yeah. this was actually, it spurred a lot of good conversation with us. I mean, just, you know, it, our goal is to be entertaining and funny, but I think there's a lot of good stuff that we brought up this podcast based on what we were presented in the show. So mm-hmm. two stones. So it's four stones, um, steak Florentine of an episode. Uh, we have two episodes left, it sounds like, the uh, mm-hmm. sex auditions and then the final decision. Um, the windmill episode. Yeah, the windmill episode. We've entered the windmill phase. Um, <laughs> I bet they say, I, if they show a pinwheel on the grass, like blowing in the wind. Oh, that'd be amazing. Editors, I could do your job. Um, 
Follow us on Twitter at RO Stones Guys, on YouTube at RO Stones Guys, on Facebook, we're not on it, on Tw- Instagram at RO Stones Guys. Uh, don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, follow, send to friends, send to people, send to your enemies. I don't care. Uh, just send it to people. Um, we are, if you want to be a part of the show, you can be part of the finale. All you had to do is take a picture of you sharing our show with someone. That could be a screenshot on your cell phone, it could be on your Instagram stories. Tag us at RO Stones Guys. That's R-O Stones with an S, guys with an S. Um, we'd love to have you on the show and hear your perspective. Um, other than that, thanks for listening, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great night.